and all his boxes, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's that? And all his boxes, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I Half to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. We're going to look at some food news this week. We're going to hear some music for the holidays because it's a Pandora's holiday party because it is December 21st. It's the first day of winter. Whoopee, we're going to hear about the Yule Lads of Iceland because they're traipsing all over Iceland, peeping through windows, sniffing doorways, stealing candles, you know, the usual thing in Iceland. What? But we'll explain what all of that strangeness means in just a moment. In the meantime, here are the Polish Muslims. This is music from Michiganders. This is Christmas music. I don't know that it's actually food-related, but... Why don't you chomp on something while you enjoy this? Here are the Polish Muslims, and this is Yuletide Rock Opera Act Number 1. It goes like this. Angels, we've heard on high now Sweetly seen on the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strain
I knew there'd be a food reference in there somewhere. I just knew that. So when I'm drinking, I feel happy inside. That's not me. I'm not drinking in the studio. That were the Polish Muslims from Hamtramck from a Christmas album that came out in 2006. I was not aware of this, but I just found it in Ferndale, and this is their album, Polka Fun at Christmas. That was Yuletide Rock Opera Act number one. I have not heard the other acts, but someday soon, huh? This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. And in Iceland, I believe I touched on these folks a little bit last week, but the folklore continues. The Yuletide Lads, Yule Lads or Yule Men. The Yule Men, I think, is in a, a Beatles tribute band from Iceland. No? Just made that up? Okay. But they're also figures from Icelandic folklore portrayed as being mischievous pranksters, but who have in modern times also been depicted as taking on a more benevolent role similar to Santa Claus. Says Wikipedia, they put rewards or punishments into shoes placed by children on windowsills during the last 13 nights before Christmas. Every night, one Yuletide lad visits each child, leaving gifts or rotting potatoes, depending on the child's behavior throughout the year. What if I like rotting potatoes? If you go to Wikipedia, you get a very scientific listing of which Yuletide lads arrive on what day and when they depart. Today is December 21st. Today is the window peeper. This is a snoop who looks through windows in search of things to steal. Yeah arrives today and leaves on January 3rd. Tomorrow, it's the doorway sniffer. He has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate Laufraubraud, which is an Icelandic bread, sometimes referred to as leaf bread. It consists of round, very thin, flat cakes with a diameter of about 15 to 20 centimeters, you know, decorated with leaf-like geometric patterns and fried briefly in hot fat or oil. Leaf bread making at home is usually a family undertaking, and it's often an essential part of the Christmas preparations, where several generations gather and take part in the decorating. Until tomorrow, when the doorway sniffer snoops around and tries to steal your Laufbraut. Then, on Saturday, December 23rd, it is Meat Hook. Hi, Meat Hook. He uses a hook to steal meat. Isn't that sweet? That's on December 23rd. Then, on December 24th, Christmas Eve is the Candle Stealer. He follows children around in order to steal their candles, which were once made of tallow and thus edible. See, food is everywhere. And these are the Yule Lads of Iceland. Now, if we travel a little bit to the east, another Christmas tradition you should know about is watching Donald Duck cartoons on Christmas Eve in Sweden at 3 p.m., which I'm sure you're all thinking, well, duh, of course. Donald Duck, known as Kale Anka in Sweden, a series of Disney cartoons for about an hour was shown on Swedish television many decades ago, and Sweden got hooked on it, and so every Christmas Eve at 3 p.m., Sweden comes to a standstill, shops close, don't call anybody, don't talk to anybody, sit in front of the television and watch a series of Disney cartoons centered after, centered around Kale Anka, a.k.a. Donald Duck. If I understand correctly, that would be 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Last Christmas Eve, I sat down at 9 a.m. and watched online a live stream of Swedish television showing 
cartoons from Disney and Kale Anka dubbed in Swedish, and it was blissful. I think some of them were English, some were dubbed in Swedish. Either way, you know you can't go wrong. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture, and I want to apologize. I didn't play any Hanukkah songs this month. What on earth? I'm very sorry about that. I hope that in some way this will make up for that. This, this is, these is our, the Levies, L-E-E-V-E-E-S, the Levies, from their album Hanukkah Rocks. It's a song about food. It goes like this. Thank you, Levies. That was applesauce versus sour cream. It's 20 minutes to 7, and Arwolf is preparing Face the Music for us this evening. Another wonderful evening of Magnificent Sevens. Songs from years that end in seven. Two hours of them, in fact. He's going, well, actually, Magnificent Sevens at seven. And then at eight, Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. Arwolf will be filling in for that show. More sevens on that show. More sevens there, too? That's that's almost too many sevens, but that sounds good. What is the number if it's 100 sevens in sequence? Is that a Google seven? No, that's something entirely different. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. But this from the Associated Press, probably the oddest news of the week in a, in a way. The Long Island Iced Tea Corporation, which uh, makes Long Island Iced Tea, um, its trading symbol is LTEA uh, on the NASDAQ exchange because Long Island iced tea, you always drink it and you think, oh, I need to be on the Lang- Lang- <laughs> NASDAQ exchange. Yes, so it's changing its name from Long Island Iced Tea Corporation to Long Blockchain Corporation. 
What? Because it wants to focus on blockchain technology. Some of you will go, oh, yes, blockchain technology, but I had to look it up. Blockchain is a ledger sheet where cryptocurrency transactions are recorded. So a beverage company wants to go into cryptocurrency. So is that, I mean, can you change actually scientifically scientifically from liquid into cryptocurrency? We need a science segment on that. I'm not really sure how that works. It will continue to run Long Island Brand Beverages LLC, however, which concentrates on the ready-to-drink segment of the beverage industry. Yes, shares jumped more than 200,000%, okay, 200%, in morning trading on that news. Yes, Long Island Iced Tea changing its name to Long Blockchain Core. In other news, Dunkin' Donuts is changing its name to Dunkin' Bitcoin. That is a lie. Here is some music. won your heart, he's won mine. He is tall, erect, and straight. That's him. He is the Peppermint Stick Man. Is that the title of the song? The Peppermint Stick Man by Randall Reed with the Forerunners. Forerunners of a new genre that never quite caught on, sadly. That is from the collection known as Daddy Is Santa Really Six Foot Four, The American Song Poem Christmas. A collection of songs that people got written for them essentially while well, they would send lyrics in and for a fee they would record your song for you you're going to be famous but actually they're going to record 
a version and maybe cut two 45s and send them to you. But now all of those songs that were elicited or something like that in the 70s are on several collections of song poems. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And uh, let's see, there's some news here of a more serious nature, and I wanted to share this with you. There's some news this week from Grand Rapids related to people who are in need of money and asking drivers for it at intersections. The Grand Rapids City Commission on Tuesday voted down a controversial ordinance that was proposed. According to the Grand Rapids Press, the proposed law would have prohibited people from soliciting money from drivers within 30 feet of an intersection between 5 and 7 p.m. Soliciting money from drivers would have also been banned within 30 feet of certain intersections at all times. The newspaper says residents spoke out overwhelmingly in opposition to the proposed ban at a public hearing December 12th and again at the Tuesday meeting. A similar ordinance was approved by the commission in 2012, but it was later ruled unconstitutional in court. So the Grand Rapids City Commission voted down an ordinance that would have restricted the times and places where people could ask for money from drivers at certain intersections. Some other news now. This is unfortunate news. Callahan's is closing at the end of March. Southeast Michigan is losing a blues club. Crane's Detroit Business says Callahan's in Auburn Hills is planning to close its doors after a final show on March 31st. It opened in 2007. It's hosted more than 1,500 musicians and is still doing so. This is a place that does affect food and you and me because they do sell appetizers, burgers, and beer, and they host lots and lots of blues musicians and roots musicians as well. Callahan's still in business, but they're going to close for good on March 31st. Fortunately, you can still hear good roots music around town. There's some good local news. I got this tip from Michael G. this morning. At the Ann Arbor Distillery, Ann Arbor Distillery on Felch Street, guitarist Billy Davis is going to play tomorrow night. His great, great, amazing career, the career of this amazing Detroit musician, includes playing guitar with Hank Ballard and the Midnighters from 1959 to 1965. And you can see him in the flesh at the Ann Arbor Distillery tomorrow night from 7 to 9. Also, Guy Hollerin's in Ann Arbor has its regular Blues and Blues blues and Brews series, but it won't be happening this Saturday as usual or the next because of the holidays. They will, however, have a New Year's Eve bash with George Bedard and the Kingpins. Apropos of nothing very much, here is a song called Bugs for Christmas. Whether this is food or not, well, that's up to you. Here's Deja Voodoo. Ba, 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 do Thank you, Deja Voodoo. I just made the mistake of trying to type up information on that song while it was playing. You know, when you've got a song that's like 10 seconds long, it's really not very easy to do that. But that were 
and Ur, Deja Voodoo from Canada. This record was released in 1988. Its 30th anniversary is next year. That's from their album, Too Cool to Live, Too Smart to Die. And there you go. Bugs for Christmas. Is it a Christmas treat or not? These are questions. These are not good questions. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. The Guinness Book of World Records, speaking earlier about uh, perhaps noodles, would be something one could talk about for certain holidays. There is a song called Kugel on this Levy's album called Honegger Rocks. I may get to that in just a moment if I have time. In the meantime, just got the news that the longest noodle has been certified. It was achieved by Zhenyang Food Company in Nanyang, Henan, China. I hope that I pronounced these correctly. I apologize if I don't. This was certified on October 28th, 2017. The longest noodle measures 10,119 feet and 1.92 inches, also known as 3,084 meters. The longest noodle certified in China. I'm glad your noodle is tuned into Pandora's Lunchbox. Meanwhile, Indiana is getting ready for its watermelon drop on New Year's Eve, but I think I'll save that hard-hitting news for next week. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and here is some music for you. This is a fun tune. This is, this is, this is, this is what this is. It's Big Big D. Irwin and Little Ava. I wish you a Merry Christmas, and I really do. I wish you
Okay, it's always great to have a song that ends, I wish you would just shut your mouth. Isn't that the Christmas season? Is that not the kind of feeling we have together when we get with our family members? And no, yes, maybe. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I think we can excerpt another line from that song, I wish you a big juicy turkey. That is a non-denominational thing you can wish to anybody who you care about. I wish you a juicy turkey. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while, I believe so. We're going to end this with a little bit of wonderfully vintage music. Uh, Arwolf and I made an attempt to see if this is music that ended from a year that ended in the year seven, but we were not able to discern that. Nonetheless, as Arwolf says, it doesn't matter because it's beautiful music. We're going to end with Duke Ellington, and this is a delicious one. This is a part of Duke Ellington's Three Sweets CD, part of his adaptation of the Nutcracker Sweets. This is an adaptation of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, and it's called Sugar Rum Cherry. It goes a little something like this. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Mike. Thank you for being you. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Arwolf and Face the Music is next. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful holiday.
know, it's really amazing. If Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn could take on just about anything and make it sound remarkable. Even uh, Mary Poppins, for crying out loud. I think Duke Ellington is the only person who could do a Mary Poppins album and have it actually be substantial. My apologies if you're um, raising your eyebrows and saying, wait a minute, I know of other substantial Mary Poppins albums, but we won't go there. This is uh, a, a great choice that Mike made, as usual. Duke Ellington, Three Suites is the, um, the compilation album on the Columbia label. The Ellington Strayhorn takes on Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite, Edvard Grieg's Piergent Suites, numbers one and two, and then something called Sweet Thursday. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's 7 o'clock. My name's Arwolf. I'm going to be here for two hours this evening, beginning with the, uh, the usual, unusual Face the Music hour and then sticking around covering for La Sachet, who is very, very, very busy this evening. And may it continue. Hmm? I'm calling this tail end of a protracted series of programs, Magnificent Sevens. And that's because, as I do every year, I've been using the last number of the year to coordinate a series of programs. Very simply put, I've just been uh, sevening it up. It's 2017. Been hearing a lot of music from 1927, 37, and 47, and a little bit of 1907 and 1917 thrown in. If if I had started earlier, I probably should have started this in July because there's there's a lot of sevens, man. I'm telling you. <clears throat> but I could have gone into greater detail with the um, the early, early, early 20th century and even the late 19th century stuff, but. I think it's been pretty satisfactory so far, and I'd really like to dish out a a bracing two hours of sevens. We'll be going all the way up to 1977, uh, but for the most part, 1917 is the date that this first recording was made, and then a whole 